Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Tuesday Night Show. John Henry here on the John Henry Show from JohnHenry.us, as you know. Uh, if you haven't been here in a few days, you will notice a few things have been changed around a little bit. Got this fancy new background going on. Got my green screen not cooperating with me. Got, uh, is it there? There, there, that stuff there. Uh, so you should be able to see links uh, to my Twitter and my PayPal or Patreon and all that other good stuff. And uh, here at some point in the not-too-distant future, I'm going to go ahead and get uh, some other things taken care of, too. So let's see. First thing we need to do is we need to uh, try to fix our audio here real quick. So, And I'm going to go with a half-second delay on that because I know that it has been a little bit off uh much like myself and so here we sit it is the night of the second biggest primary in the election season uh the conventional wisdom seems to suggest that uh bernie sanders is going to get his ass kicked again which is of course endlessly frustrating for me and i'm sure for a lot of you as well um yeah, at this point, all there really is to do is wait for the numbers to come in, which I'm going to be checking them throughout the show here. But, uh, yeah, it looks like the uh, the campaign has worked. Uh, certainly the flooding of social media with, uh, you know, artificial actors and, uh, you know, trolls and so on and so forth has done the job there. Uh, Facebook, as always, is completely useless. And the worst part, uh, as I've uh, mentioned in the past, you know, uh, we talk about the whole the whole Russian trolls thing. Um, and uh, the reality is, is that, you know, the Russians don't need to be involved here at all. Uh, there is uh, nothing going on uh, that I see as being uh, necessarily of external uh, origin, right? Uh, all the stuff that I'm seeing online is just the same old manipulation. It's just new tools, right? It's, uh, you know, let's create a bunch of fake accounts and make like there's a big, you know, popular rush of support. Uh, it's the, uh, you know, one of the things that I see a lot on the, on the, uh, uh, I love to wake up in the morning when Barack Obama was president page, uh, which has lost about 5,000 people in the last two weeks. Um, one of the real frequent things I see there is, is uh, you know, I used to be a supporter of this page. And uh, I was a big fan and, and on and on and on. And just all these calls to populist thinking and herd mentality. Um, and that is a really big trigger for human beings, right? If the crowd is doing it, then we've got to do it too. Uh, and I'm not sure why that works because it's never been part of my thinking. Um, to my detriment sometimes, you know. I mean, it's, it's one of the reasons why I'm not out there... Uh, you know, uh, broadcasting right now to a quarter of a million people or what have you, because I, I just don't play those games. Um, and you know, maybe that's to my detriment. Uh, well, certainly it's to my detriment, uh, given the, the, uh, the lack of material rewards involved for doing this work. Um, but, uh, I don't know. It's really frustrating for, for a person of principle to, try to influence public opinion because the methods of that influence have become so corrupted uh, 
that it's what we expect to see now. And when we don't see it, we tend to believe that whatever source we're, we're listening to, looking at, paying attention to at that time must have something wrong with them right? Uh, it's much like the poverty thing and, and Calvinism, right? Oh, well, if you're poor, it must be because you're a bad person. Well, if nobody's watching you, it must be because you've got nothing of value to say. No, um, you know, and, and uh, much like, you know, I watched Sanders, right? Last night, he does a town hall on Fox News, patiently explains uh, to a woman, I saw a woman stand up, she says, well, I was born in Russia and socialism this. And he quite patiently and, and accurately explained that what she grew up under was not socialism it was authoritarian communism which are two different things entirely um and and the audience applauded him for that meanwhile joe biden threatens to punch a guy in the face and that's our lead right and then you get the people well how dare you compare joe biden to donald trump you know what the, the more time that goes by the less difference i genuinely see between the two of them you know um, they're, they're both, you know, uh, highly controlled by special interests, uh, that do not include the best interests of the American people. That's all there is to it. You know, Biden said in an interview last night, if, uh, if, uh, Medicaid for all passed, if a universal single payer program passed, he wouldn't sign it. Uh, he, he flat out said that out loud. Uh, if, if Congress passed a universal health care bill, he would veto it. Why are we voting for this guy? Who knows? Well, because it looks like all my friends are, and all the people that are in my little groups on Facebook, and all the people that share social space with me, right? Well, of course, half of them don't actually exist, but that's okay. And we're going to continue to, you know, ignore uh, the people like me, the people like Chomsky, the people like Carlin, the people like Hicks, which is great, by the way, because, you know, now, of course, like Bill Hicks is trendy and stuff online. So everybody's, oh, yeah, I'm a big fan of Bill Hicks. No, you're not. You're a big fan of drugs. You don't know anything about Bill Hicks. I'm a big fan of George Carlin. No, you're not. You're a big fan of being a mouthy asshole. That's good. You don't know anything about George Carlin. Right. But we all pretend, and, and, and we all put that, that front up uh, and, and crave that approval, and uh, it works, and it continues to work, and frankly, there is no short solution. There is no easy answer to that. The answer to that is a return to uh, you know, proper education and, uh, and uh, you know, critical thinking skills and, and teaching us how to to properly evaluate our information sources, which we just refuse to do. So, and I mentioned that before, right? I mean, this all looks fancy, and I've got the, you know, uh, I'm using an older version of, a, of a Adobe After Effects to do uh, to do these graphics and stuff, which is part of my skill set, you know. Uh, but the reality is, uh, this is all just right. It's a blanket. It's a green blanket. Um, and I think that's actually kind of pretty pretty symbolic of, uh, or uh, symbolic of where, uh, where some of the things are in our world today uh, with the way people think and the way people do things, you know? Uh, we, we don't want to look behind the curtain, and we refuse. Uh, and if our egos are on the line... We will refuse to even acknowledge that there is a curtain to look behind, right? 
Well, I'm I'm very smart. I'm a very intelligent person. They couldn't possibly be fooling me. I I, I resent your implication, sir. Heavens to Murgatroyd! Are you saying I'm easily manipulated? Yes, I am. We all are. Again, Cialdini, for God's sakes, get that book, man. I showed it the other day. It's it's called... Um, uh, now I'm going to grab it again. Here we go. This book right here. Influence, Science and Practice, Robert Cialdini. I think this... Yeah, this is the fifth edition, and I think that's the last textbook type uh, version of it. There's one other that's done as a graphic novel that's called the sixth edition. Uh, but I don't think it's been updated in a few years now. And it doesn't need to be. The information there is pretty timeless. Um, and it's just, you know, it's all about how do you manipulate? Well, first thing is we, let's make people think that I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm a liberal. I'm black. I'm a Christian. I'm whatever, you know. Uh, and, and that's that's called liking. And so that's one way that we establish uh, pseudo-credibility. I'll tell you a neat little story real quick. When I, I, I bought that book as a textbook uh, for a class called uh, Social Persuasion and Influence that I took as part of my degree program over at Western Michigan University, uh, taught by a Professor Aliyah Omilian Hodges, uh, who is a genius and a brilliant woman. And uh, we did this uh, little exercise one time in class uh, about credibility, right? And so she plays two videos. And uh, one of the videos was uh, this very sort of uh, straightforward, just the facts, ma'am, a uh, bit of information. Uh, I think it was about, you know, selling uh, insurance companies or something like that. Uh, and it was, uh, it was very well done. And it was, you know, like I said, factual uh, and, and uh, straightforward. And they gave you all the information that you need to have. To make an informed decision about your insurance policy, right? And so that was cool. And then they had another one. So uh, then the next commercial that that she ran was also, you know, for uh, for insurance. And it was pictures of quiet homes and happy families and playing children, and and it was narrated by Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman narrated it. And so then at the end of uh, showing those two things, without without saying anything at all about, you know, what the point was, so to speak, um, she says, okay, now everybody take out your little clickers and vote and tell me which one of those advertisements was, doggone it, that thing won't go away, uh, advertisements was most persuasive. 95% of the class picked the Morgan Freeman ad, even though it didn't... It, the only reason you were even able to tell what it was for was because they flashed a little tiny logo at the bottom of the screen at the end of the ad. And that's what we're fighting against, man. Uh, that That is what those of us who want to see uh, a, a genuinely, uh, you know, progressive, uh, peaceful, prosperous world and nation of equity and justice... Uh, that's uh, the mentality and thinking that we're that we're fighting against right now. So, and it is a pretty tough row to hoe. Unfortunately, uh, it's very difficult to get anywhere um, because you know those of us those of us who have gone through the processes of self-examination and who have dug through our own uh, minds and flawed thinking and so forth and and you know uh, done that hard work we tend to have a lot less patience for that sort of thing. 
you know, I, uh, I mean, even the, the opening screen, right? There's no pandering here. I'm not going to sit here blowing smoke up your ass and telling you what you want to hear just so I can get viewers. I'm here trying to educate people. I'm here trying to teach people a different thing. Um, and, and how to see through some of the manipulation and how to see through some of the lies and how to not be manipulated themselves, whether it's by a used car salesman or a political candidate. Um, and because of that, I, I, I have forgotten a lot about what it feels like to think that way. Uh, I've forgotten a lot about, uh, that urge to feel like I'm part of a group, no matter what. Uh, I've forgotten about... Um, that that tendency to ignore things that challenge my thinking and my existing beliefs uh, because I've cultivated that within myself um, as a necessary life skill. And I believe that it is a necessary life skill, and I believe that most of us are frankly missing it. Um, you know, there's a there's a phrase that gets thrown around a lot called, it's is it cognitive dissonance, okay? Um, and... Uh, it's usually misused, right? But what it actually means is the discomfort that you feel when you are forced to accept a proposition that violates your core beliefs, right? It's an internal discomfort. It's the it's the inverse of double think, right? Double think is basically the overcoming of cognitive dissonance, so that you can take two completely, right? 1984, again, could be three, could be five, could be both. Whatever Big Brother says is true, but it's four. No, it's three or it's five. It's whatever I say it is, right? And that's a, that's that's an illustration uh, and a great one by Orwell uh, of the concept at its most basic and fundamental level, uh, but it's a very valid one, and... Many of us, uh, as we go about our day and as we consume various media and we interact online and so on and so forth, uh, we have uh, this marked tendency um, to to subvert our inner voice for the sake of social approval. Okay? If I stand up in a room with 10 people in it and I say, I believe we need universal single-payer health care, and eight people stand up and immediately start trying to shout at me and scream at me and ask me what's wrong and how dare I raise their taxes and on and on, most people are going to sit back down and say, well, yeah, you're right. We don't need it. It's a bad idea. Okay? Uh, and that's how we get to where we're at right now. Uh, that is why Joe Biden is, is winning primaries. Because Joe Biden is comfortable. Uh, and speaking of winning primaries, let me pull that up on screen just to see where we're going here. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is comfortable, and my friends like him, and uh, there's a whole lot of noise online as far as, uh, you know, who's expected to be what, and who the good guys are, and who the bad guys are, and why. And so we all just kind of go, well, okay, if that's, uh, that's what you want to do, then we'll do it that way. So, um, yeah, just real quick, they've already called Joe Biden, uh, called Missouri for Joe Biden, um, which is kind of funny because they haven't even counted like 2,000 votes there yet, but... 1% uh, reporting, they're calling it for Joe Biden. Mississippi, they're calling for Joe Biden with 1% reporting. 
North Dakota and Washington have no results uh, as of yet, and they aren't expected. It looks like North Dakota should start rolling in here in about 20 minutes. Um, Michigan, uh, Biden leads uh, right now with 1% reporting, uh, but he leads by a margin out of uh, 2,212 votes between, uh, or 4,212 votes between the two of them. Oop. Yeah, now he's actually closing the margin. Anyway, it's 48.6% to Biden, 47.3% to Sanders in Michigan right now. Um, Bloomberg is still getting votes. Tulsi Gabbard. Elizabeth Warren is still getting votes. Pete Buttigieg. Is, I mean, these are people that aren't even in the race are still getting votes. Um, and so, again, you know, it was not a mistake that the field was so packed this year. And it was not uh, an accident. And it wasn't an accident that uh, some of those candidates hung in until the minute before Super Tuesday, at which point they threw their weight behind Joe Biden. That is, again, a technique of compliance gaining, right? So you go out and, and we've got some people who don't like Joe Biden, but they might like Amy Klobuchar. And and they might they might like Pete Buttigieg. A lot of people like Pete Buttigieg. So you guys go out and and you run your race, and and uh, you know you gather your supporters, and then right before the big vote happens, where people are going to look at it, and go, oh, this is the front runner. Right before that, you guys drop out, throw all your support behind our chosen candidate, and by doing that, we're going to manipulate the media narrative. And convince people that Sanders can't win and they're going to give up and stay home or uh, they're going to vote for Biden just to be on the safe side and say that they were on the winning team. Uh, and that is exactly what has happened. Uh, and it, uh, you know, it's really a masterpiece of public manipulation. Uh, there's no question about that. You know, when you stand back and, and uh, stand back from the value judgments uh, in question and really just look at, okay, from a mechanical standpoint, from a functionality standpoint, from a performance standpoint, how well did this work? It's a masterpiece. The people that did it, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they were doing it for all the wrong reasons and for the wrong result, I would say they should be applauded. Uh, unfortunately, what they are going to do is, uh, unless we clue up here real fast uh what they are going to do is they're going to throw this election to joe biden uh he does not in any sense have a guaranteed win against trump i think he's going to perform very poorly in the debates against trump if he gets to that point um and i think that uh, the election will be very close and i think the most likely result will be again the electoral college which the right wing has wanted to get rid of for many many years um, and, and they've built a great case for it, especially among the angry left. Uh, you're going to see another four more years of Trump. You're going to see probably, uh, the dissolution of the electoral college. Uh, and frankly, I, I don't think it's going to matter by the end of Trump's second term, uh, what you're going to see after that, because I don't think there's going to be enough of this country left to bother anymore. Um, we have taken the bit in our mouths and we have forged our shackles as ordered and uh, we're just sitting back and admiring them now and, and look at look at my wonderful handiwork. They fit so nicely. You know, it's like the analogy I was talking about the other day about, you know, uh, how being a, a drug addict is like sitting in a pile of your own crap. Uh, you know, it's kind of warm and comfortable once you get past the smell. And uh, we have gotten past the smell very nicely in this country uh it seems to be uh 
mostly what we're capable of doing anymore, and it's very frustrating uh, because, frankly, I, I think we're better than that. I, I think we're a better country than that. I think we're more intelligent people than that. Uh, and yet, for some reason, uh, we continue to allow ourselves to be, you know, uh, strung along by the nose. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's no fun, man. It is no fun. So, but the night's not over. The election's not over. We could still see some surprises. Uh, we could still see some positive things come out of this. It's just a question of how it all shakes out. Uh, and, you know, uh, I've, I've said repeatedly already, uh, you know, uh, what I think will happen if this happens. Uh, if we go this direction, then this is what you're going to see. And right now what you're seeing is, uh, you know, uh, the same 300, 400, 500 people that own everything and control everything, including the tops of both political parties, are very, very happy right now. Uh, because now they know they don't have to worry about universal single-payer health care. They don't have to worry about uh, student loan debt forgiveness. They don't have to worry about universal higher education. They don't have to worry about a population that is informed and engaged and has you know the spare brain space to actually take a hard look at their politics and, and make informed political decisions. right? The people that uh, run everything, the ownership class, that's, they're not worried about it anymore. They've already won and they know it. And we handed it to them again, right? Because we got so wrapped up in this idea of democracy that we don't pay any attention at all when somebody is, is lying to us or jacking us around or manipulating us, unless it's the government, right? If Chevy does it, that's fine. If Microsoft does it, that's fine. If Google does it, or Facebook, or, or Olive Garden, we don't pay any attention to that. We don't even notice it anymore. Uh, and worse than that, when somebody points it out, we get pretty upset. We get pretty defensive, right? Are you calling me stupid? No, I'm not trying to, but, you know, if that's the natural conclusion of your behavior and you yourself can see it, then maybe, I don't know. So, but that's the world and that's what's going on in it as far as the... Uh, the election goes for right now. Uh, we've got... Uh, yeah, this is going to start sinking here for Sanders in Michigan. They've, Biden's opened up a 15-point lead at this point. They just had a big chunk of counts come in. They're still only at 2%, though, so uh, it's not a, not a finished game, but we'll see how it goes. Um... So yeah, that's uh, that's the world that we live in, and uh, we have created it, and we don't seem to be very interested in doing anything to uncreate it or to change it or to make it any better. And I'm at a loss. I don't know what to do anymore. Uh, I have uh, talked until I'm blue in the face, and I've begged people to share my work, and they won't. Um, you know... Nobody nobody wants to be unpopular anymore. Nobody wants to stand up and say, no, this is wrong. And I don't care if you like it, it's still wrong. Nobody wants to stand up and say, no, you are wrong. Right? We've got half a million people in this country that are homeless tonight. And we're telling them they don't matter. There are half a million people in this country that go bankrupt every year for medical bills. And we are telling them that they don't matter. 
two and a half million children a year report being homeless. And we tell them they don't matter. And we tell black people they don't matter. And we tell Native Americans they don't matter. And we tell women they don't matter. And we tell them over and over and over again. But we do that through our actions. As long as we make the words sound okay, then everything's fine. Right? As long as I can come out and say, I'm a feminist. That's going to pull 40% of the people listening in. Just because I said that. Right? Just like that page of, you know, being liberal. I know the people that run that page. None of them are liberals. None of them are really close to liberals. They're jackbooted thugs. But it says liberal, so I'm a friend. This guy posts funny memes. I'm a friend, right? I just happen to be screwing around on Facebook tonight. I'm going to show you a couple of things here real quick. Matter of fact, I guess I can kind of get into that right now. Uh, let me go ahead and I'm going to switch gears for a second and we are going to see, do we have, yep, we do. Okay. So, uh, you can see behind me now my web browser. I'm going to take my face out of the picture here for a moment and we'll do that. Okay. So, uh, this is, you know, this is my Facebook. You can see I'm, I'm, uh, testing the beta, the beta interface on that. Ooh, aren't I special? So, uh, I was uh, piddling around today, and uh, I was actually searching for my own page uh, to see what would happen. And uh, da, 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 da. let me get it up here for you. There we go. So here's this page. Uh, this is not my page, right? That's my face. That's my face. Um, that's my work. That's my work. Um, that's my website, right? This page has been up for five years. It's been reported repeatedly. I've fired DMCA, uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act notices, uh, on the graphics. Facebook will do nothing about it. Uh, and they continue to do nothing about it. And here we are, you know, this is, uh, this is stuff where we went through and, and literally kind of copied and pasted my status messages off of my page and then added some crap about blah, 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 I'm a beggar and so on and so forth, right? Uh, this is the guy that got my got me canned from Lyft, uh, which uh, gives me a real good idea of who's actually running this, right? Here's more, right? Blah, blah, blah. To send money to my PayPal, blah, 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 right? This guy is a friend of mine, right? He's on my friends list, supposedly, right? And he likes this page. This is a picture of me with no teeth. I'm supposed to be embarrassed because I'm poor and had no teeth for a while. I have my teeth removed and weren't dentures, right? Here's Facebook offering them the opportunity to make money from their page that is me, right? Screenshots. You're among a select group of leading people and brands on Facebook who've been invited to test fan subscriptions. I don't have access to that, right? Here we are again. On and on and on and on. Here we are pretending to be me. Again, here we are soliciting money in my name, linking to my site. On and on and on. And what does Facebook do about it? Well, what Facebook does about it is exactly nothing. Uh, just for grins. You know, when I found this page, I had some people, uh, some, some, I showed it to, to readers and, and friends of mine and so on and so forth and, and said, you know, you could report this. And uh, it was never taken down. And so I reported it again today. And it took about 10 minutes to say, oh, yeah, it's not a problem. 
even though it's completely there, the only reason it exists is to harass you, and the only uh, content on it is stolen from you, it doesn't violate our community standards, right? But if I say white people, that, that violates their community standards, right? And on and on. This is so useless. It's ridiculous. Um, Facebook is, is, I don't know, again, the, the, the incompetence just stuns me because I cannot grasp how a company, I cannot grasp how anybody could be this inept and still be putting forth any kind of genuine effort, right? I mean, after a while, you kind of have to start feeling like, are they in on this somehow? Is there somebody at Facebook that hates me and that has flagged my accounts somehow? You know? Because they don't care. And like I say, you know, that's I've talked about this before. That's just one page. That's just one page. There are hundreds and hundreds of those pages out there. Right? I can go over here. Let me... Yeah, I've already done that before. It's boring. Uh, but I mean, I've got screenshots from... Eight years ago, of just hundreds of pages that are created for no reason other than to harass me, right? What does Facebook say about it? Facebook says, well, it's not a problem. It doesn't violate our community standards because you're a public figure. All you have to do is shut up and stop talking to people, and we'll make it all go away, right? It's a fucking extortion racket. All you got to do is do what we say. All you got to do is keep your mouth shut conform do what you're told otherwise we have to let these people keep abusing you and that is official facebook policy apparently um and again you know it, it all keeps recycling back into the the same stuff all day long uh we uh, appear to have decided that uh aspiring to mediocrity and being successful at becoming mediocre 60% of the time is somehow better than aspiring to greatness and only achieving greatness 40% of the time, right? We fear failure more than we fear ignorance. We feel we fear failure more than we fear mediocrity. Uh, we fear uh, social rejection more than we fear being wrong and living wrong and living in a broken country and a broken nation that is not democratic and is not responsive to its people and does not does not support its people right and you could watch them float the trial balloons right it's my favorite one this season vote blue no matter who right now that was actually that was originally uh, a slogan that was dreamed up by some political operative he was working for Buttigieg in the last uh this cycle but what that is is it's a it's a test right let's put this idea out there and see how many people latch onto it and see how well we can put it over and if we can get a bunch of people to start screaming vote blue no matter who then that tells us that we can go ahead and dick sanders around again they're still not paying attention <laughs> Right, If we get the majority of people to care more about the party than the candidate, then that tells us that the stuff that we did in 2016, we got away with it. And we can do it again. And that is the message that we have sent to the, uh, to the Democratic Party. 
they can do whatever they want. They don't have to be responsive to us. They don't have to do the right things. They don't have to have policy ideas that benefit the public. Because we don't care. It does not matter to us whether there's a public benefit or not. What matters to us is whether it makes me feel good and whether I can get a bunch of likes on Facebook. That's our priority. That is where our mentality is in this country and in this culture anymore. And I'm afraid we're going to get exactly what we wanted out of it. Uh, and eventually enough lives are going to be corroded and and uh, destroyed and uh, decayed uh, that there will be many, many more people uh, in the position that I'm in struggling and wondering why there's no help uh, and wondering why our government continues to work against our interests. But by the time it gets to that point, It'll be too late. It may already be too late. At this point, the election results, the primary results, seem to strongly indicate that we've already gone over the edge. We not only have lost our democracy, we have deliberately turned our back on it. We have actively refused to do what is necessary to preserve genuine freedom in this country. And boy, if I was 20 years old right now, I'd be so angry. Because what are we leaving for them? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. By the time my granddaughter is my age, we will be lucky to still exist. And if we do, we will be at best a second world nation. Right? We don't build anything anymore. We don't create anything anymore. NAFTA killed all the manufacturing jobs. And then crap like No Child Left Behind killed all the skilled trades teaching. And of course, everybody jumps on that bandwagon. Well, well, you don't need a college education. You can go to a trade school and get a good factory job. Blah, 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 blah. And it's all just, it all feeds back into that same narrative. You don't need to have an education. You don't need to think critically. You don't need to be aware of what's going on. Just go somewhere and push buttons and fill out forms. And we'll pat you on the head. We'll give you thirty, thirty-five thousand a year. You won't be able to live on that because we're going to keep raising the prices on everything. But by the time you figure that out, you're going to be. You're going to feel like it's your fault, right? I must have failed somehow. I must not have tried hard enough. Right? That's the, the, the trick a lot of Christians play. Right? Oh, I prayed for it, and I prayed for it, and I prayed for it, and it didn't come to be. I must have prayed wrong. Hmm. Speaking of Christians, uh, one of the groups of stories that is catching my eye lately, baptismal fonts are no longer available in a lot of places, they have drained them of the holy water. The Vatican City and the Basilica are now closed. Um, I've seen some of the some of the big mega churches saying, "Oh, we're not going to have services." Yeah, what happened to faith? What happened to uh, you know? I'm strong in my faith, and and my belief will protect me. But just in case, just in case, we're going to go ahead and close everything down, right? 
And at no point will any of these people stop and think, well, wait a minute. Maybe, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I took something wrong. Maybe I misunderstood something. Maybe I put my heart into something that, that maybe I shouldn't have because I was trying to please somebody else, make, make my parents happy, didn't have any other information, whatever. Nobody wants to have that conversation with themselves. And the end result is we're dying. This, this country is circling the drain right now. Uh, and we seem to all think we're on a water slide. And I'm telling you, I'm not telling you, I've told you enough. I don't, I don't know how to keep saying these same things over and over again when nobody's listening in the first place, you know? I keep telling you the same stuff and you just keep ignoring it. Right? My voice isn't being heard. My voice isn't allowed to be heard. Because every time I poke my head up somewhere, the shit starts again. The harassment. The gangs. Right? 30 or 40 people. What looks like 30 or 40 people come out of the woodwork to tell me what a jerk I am and how wrong I am and how rude I am. Until I get depressed and go crawl back in my hole and forget about it. And it works. Because I, I have depression. I have self-esteem issues. Everybody's busy patting themselves on the back because they're so good at playing a rigged and crooked game. And they think that that means that it's rigged in their favor and it isn't. That's part of the game. is to get you to do all the work. Right? The Russians don't have to destroy this country. We are doing just fine all by ourselves. Right? The ownership class, the 1%, they don't have to keep us down. We stay down. We do it on purpose. We do it enthusiastically hoping that they'll pat us on the head and give us a nice watch when we retire. And that's what's going on in the world right now, kids. And it's ugly and I hate it. Uh, and I really hate it for the people who are going to have to be here in 100 years reading history books going, once upon a time there was this great country. And then it got full of itself and collapsed. And that's the world that, you know, my daughter is living in and her kids are living in and coming into. And it's going to get worse as time goes by. Because we refuse to stop. We refuse to stand up and say no more. We refuse to take the chance. If the people who founded this country had the same attitudes that we do, this country never would have broken away from England. And that makes me sad, because a lot of people fought and died to make this country happen. And a lot of people, including me, believed in what this country is supposed to be about. 
and all we do is prove ourselves wrong and our, prove ourselves not only incapable but unworthy of commanding the blessings of liberty. Because we don't care about what's right. All we care is about what my buddy Bob is going to pat me on the back for and tell me, ho, 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 that was a good one. Right? Four years ago, it was the right wing that all they cared about was triggering the libtards. Now half the left wing is doing the same thing, or the people who call themselves the left wing. And it continues to go on. And we do nothing about it. Right? I mean, some of us do. Here I sit. I'm still talking. I got one viewer right now. But I'm still doing this. I'm still trying to get this out into the world. And I'm not the only one. But man, are we a small group and getting smaller every minute. And it's just, it's sad. You know? And I like, you know, the first show that I did in this, this series, I was talking about modern monetary theory, which I, I try not to go really deep into because I'm not an economist and I don't have all of the textbook knowledge to get into the, the deep guts of the thing. Um, and what I communicated is a small fraction of what I understand about it. Um, but, but one of the key theories uh, that, or the, not theories, one of the key aspects of MMT is uh, the reality that a, a country that issues its own money can't go broke right and it's not about not being able to afford things it's about whether or not those things exist and we found that out this week right because what happened we had an emergency and congress went in and appropriated a bunch of money and nobody said well wait a minute where's this money coming from because they know where it's coming from but boy, when it's time to pay for universal health care, oh, how are we going to pay for that? When it's time to pay for universal higher education, oh, how are we going to pay for that? That's when you start hearing all the rhetoric about your tax dollars and what you've got to pay for somebody else to do. And we keep buying it. We keep believing this shit and we keep falling for this over and over again. This... This ridiculous good cop, bad cop routine with Joe Biden and Donald Trump is just nuts. And it's literally the same narrative that plays out every single time there's a close election. Or an election that looks like it might be close. Well, you better not vote for the real, you better not vote for the, the progressive that's going to bring genuine change because, you know, he won't be popular enough and then the other guy will win. Right? Vote mediocrity or else. Now, here's another guy. He's not going to do anything. He already said that. He's not going to make any changes. The best you can hope for is that we'll go to hell in a little bit slower handbasket. He's not going to do anything about the half million people that are sleeping on the streets tonight. He's certainly not going to do anything about student loan debt. Certainly not going to do anything about universal higher education. But, you know, they've learned how to play the game. They can massage some numbers and, and create a bunch of, you know, burger flipper jobs and say, well, I brought jobs back to the economy. And everyone will go, yay, you brought jobs back to the economy. Yay. And vote for them while they're working three jobs. 
because they can't find one that pays the bills. Good thing we've got all those jobs, huh? <laughs> when is it going to sink in, man? When is this stuff going to get through? And, you know, I asked that question, and I'm afraid I know the answer. It's going to get through when all of you folks out there are just as screwed as the worst of us. Right? When you're living on the streets. When you don't have funny cat videos to watch anymore because you can't afford a phone. When you can't watch Netflix because you can't afford a living room or a TV. That's when all of a sudden it's going to be, oh my God. Oh, how did we let this happen? I've been telling you it was happening since 1985. And I've been telling you every possible way I know how. For 35 years. And again, here we sit. Here, me with my one or two viewers. If I'm lucky, maybe two dozen, three dozen people will see this or any part of it. Right? 90% of the people in this country don't even know who Noam Chomsky is. But by God, they could tell you all day long how great, how socialism is terrible, right? And again, that's one of those things that just really, really strikes me over the last 24 hours, right? You saw Bernie Sanders go out on a Fox News, uh, he went out on a, uh, oh God, what do you call that crap? <sighs> the words escaping me right now. But anyway, it's a question and answer type, you know, uh, conversation, town hall meeting with Fox News. Right, and and somebody asked him about about uh, you know uh, Russia and socialism, and, and he took the time, and he was polite, uh, he was he was you know commanding, but but very you know firm, uh, but but very polite, and and took the time to explain no, what Russia had was not socialism, what Russia had was authoritarian communism, which is a whole different thing, right? And in the meantime, here's Joe Biden going to punch somebody in the face going to tell some woman to shush when she asks him a question, right? And I don't hate Joe Biden, but he comes from a world that is dead. He comes from a past that we've worked hard to get rid of, where the, the white guy in the center of the room gets to have all of the, the command, gets to have all the power, and everybody else just needs to shush or he'll kick their ass. And that's our alternative to Donald Trump. And we can't figure out how come nothing's getting done. We can't figure out why people are drowning in medical debt and drowning under student loan debt. People are killing themselves because they can't see any way out. And every single one of us sits in our little pool of privilege and just acts like, oh, well, it must be their problem. There must be something wrong with them. They must be failures. I certainly am better than that. I'm going to go vote for my middle-of-the-road centrist comfortable candidate. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. You know, it, it is, uh, you know, one of my, one of my uh, viewers, uh, Jeff, uh, commented socialism is a scare word and it works because no one understands the definition, which is precisely correct. But uh, Jesus, they've been using this since almost 100 years now. 
right? Kalamazoo, Michigan, my town, the town that I live in, elected their first socialist mayor in, I think, 1917 or 1914. And they've been using that scare word for a hundred years. You'd think by now, maybe we would have figured this shit out. We would have noticed, oh, hey, maybe, maybe these people who are telling us that socialism is such a scary thing don't have our best interests at heart. Because it's only been proven time and 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 time again. Right? But boy, they can get up there and wave that flag. Talk about how great our military is. We've got the greatest military in the world. Of course we do. That's where all our money goes. That's where all our resources go. And I remember, you know, I remember when, when Obama was president. And and he was, I can't, I don't remember the context. It may have been some sort of a, you know, presidential debate during the, the 2012 election or something like that. But he said something about, you know, the United States has the world's greatest healthcare system. And immediately I'm like, no, we don't. The numbers don't support that at all. At all. Right? And then, here's one of the things I love, right? There was a show on HBO. Uh, what the hell was that called? The Jeff Bridges thing with the TV show. Uh, uh, it was called The Network or something like that. Or uh, Anyway, right? You'll see this this uh, video circulate. It's called the, the Most Honest Three Moments on Television. And people just love to share that because it makes them feel so smart. Oh, look how smart. Look how engaged. Look how woke I am. Look how woke I am. I'm sharing this and he's criticizing the United States. Oh, look how woke I am. They don't hear a fucking word of it. They literally don't even see what is being said. They don't hear what is being said in that clip. They just share it because it's popular. Don't pay the slightest bit of attention to it. Same thing that's going on with Bill Hicks right now, right? You know? All of a sudden, it's, you know, somebody, somebody, you know, maybe in his family or, or some businessman or something like that decided that it was time to go ahead and start marketing Bill Hicks, even though Bill Hicks hated marketing. It's time to start doing that. And now everybody's a big hit. Oh, yeah, I just love Bill Hicks. Oh, he's so funny. He's so insightful. He's a brilliant philosopher. Nobody knows any of his work. Nobody heard anything he said. They know Elmer Dinkley. Right? Yeah, it was it was the network. Thank you, Jeff. Um, and this is, you know... <laughs> It's Nirvana's in bloom, and I've said that before, and it makes people really uncomfortable when I say it. Kurt Cobain was not murdered by Courtney Love, and Kurt Cobain did not shoot himself and commit suicide because he was a heroin addict. Kurt Cobain shot himself in the face because he looked out and saw his audience and realized about 90% of those people were the ones that pissed him off in the first place. Because he's the one who likes all our pretty songs, but he don't know what it means. That's what happens. And we continue to do it. And we continue to do it. And I don't know. I wish I had some sort of magic thing. I wish I had. I, You know, there are times that I wish I was less reticent. That, that I didn't have such a, a serious objection to using these manipulative techniques. Because, I, you know, I could strap on a little headband and be a new age guru. And I bet I had 300 times the followers. And I'd probably make it money hand over fist, and then maybe somebody would hear me. But then I've sold everything out, right? I've betrayed everything I believe in just so I can have the opportunity to tell people what I believe in. That doesn't make any sense either. You know? 
and I've said it a million times, right? We don't have to put up with this bullshit. And if we would stop putting up with it, we wouldn't have to put up with this bullshit. But nobody, nobody quite wants to take that chance. Nobody wants to stand up and say, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore. Nobody wants to stand up and say, no, I'm not going to buy into this. No, I'm not going to be pressured by poorly informed and easily manipulated crowds. Yeah, I was I was talking about uh, that very thing earlier, Jeff, uh, cognitive dissonance and, and uh, what it actually is as opposed to how it's often used in internet arguments anymore and things like that. You know, uh, just that whole idea that, right, I, a great example. I saw a woman the other day on a friend's wall arguing back and forth about universal single-payer health care. And she says, well, I don't want Medicaid for all because I have a choice in my doctor with my insurance. Well, wait a minute. I've yet to see a private insurance plan that doesn't have in-network and out-of-network doctors that doesn't require pre-approval for a whole lot of stuff, right? That's their whole job. They're there to make money and they're there to turn down claims. And somehow that represents freedom and choice, but being able to just walk in, hand somebody your social security card or your ID and say, yep, I'm a citizen, I'm covered, and get what you need and get out. That is somehow oppressive. That's taking something away from you. That is, that's not even, that's, that's not cognitive dissonance. That is the next step of cognitive dissonance, which is doublethink. That's when we learn to reconcile contradictory thoughts in our own heads. Is it three or is it five? It's four, no, it's three or it's five. I say it's five. And I'm right. And you'd better say it's five too, because if, if you don't, I'm going to punch you. And I'm going to tell all your friends to shun you. I'm going to erase you from the history books. I'm going to make sure you don't have a voice. I'm going to make sure you don't have an audience. I'm going to make sure you don't have anything to say to anybody anywhere. Nobody knows who you are. And you're going to die broken alone in a gutter someplace, completely unremarked. And your entire life will have been a waste because five. And you'd better like it. And that's what it feels like to me when, you know, I mean, even like this graphic stuff, I enjoy doing this work. Otherwise, I wouldn't have, right? I, I actually like playing around with After Effects and making cute little things and, and neat little graphics and stuff like that. It's something I enjoy doing. But that's also a concession, right? I didn't want to do this stuff. The video that opens the, that uh, is, is opening my, my live streams now, it's neat and it's awesome and I really like it. I think I did a good job with it. But it's Flash. It doesn't mean anything. Right? It's just a hook. It's just it's just it's 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 empty posturing. It doesn't doesn't have substance to it. You know? And and, and so like I say, even that is a concession uh on my part to a certain degree uh to the uh, to the demands of of uh, the multitude, so to speak. And the thing that kills me and yeah, it's getting towards the top of the hour. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up here in, in uh, just a few minutes. But one of the things that, that has always just killed me is so often I get feedback from people that, you know, we need your voice. This is the kind of stuff that we need to hear in the world. We need people like you. I mean, I can I could go through, maybe I will one of these days, uh, just because so many people like to pretend they think I'm lying about this stuff. I can go through and pull quotes from people about being a hero and being blah, and then this and that, and you're, you're the hero we need and the deserve and blah, blah, blah. 
But when it comes time to actually listen and do something, it's the same, you know, dozen people that have always been genuine supporters. Minus a few that I've weeded out because they weren't genuine and they were hurting me. And so I finally got rid of them because, again, there I was conceding. There I was betraying my own values for the sake of popularity, for the sake of those numbers, of artificially creating the appearance of credibility as derived through popular opinion. And I've never been one, right? I used to say that about Metallica. It doesn't doesn't really work so well now because they sold out a long time ago. But once upon a time, Metallica was, you know, a very underground underground band, right? And they got over by sticking to what they did. And somebody said, "Hey, you can't write seven minute songs." They said, "Fuck you! I'm going to write a seven minute song, and I'm going to make it popular. I'm going to go out here and do all this heavy crunch, 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 crunch stuff, and eventually people are going to come around." You know, and we all like to believe in that. And I think it's it's maybe a variant of just world theory. Uh, in terms of, you know, you 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 want to believe that if you keep doing the right things, you know, if you say your prayers and eat your vitamins and do your training, brother, then you're gonna win that big match. Well, you know what? I've been saying my prayers and eating my vitamins and doing my training for three and a half decades, and here I still sit. And I I'm not that I can't be that repulsive, right? Either I'm incredibly repulsive or incredibly threatening, because if I'm sitting in a room with people, they tend to listen and smile and act like they want to know me. But when it comes time to get down to where it's at and say, hey, no, wait, you know, and, and again, here I am, I'm talking now, I've got four people watching, it's probably, you know, those are the four people who I don't need to tell this stuff to, Right. Uh, and Jeff is a great example, right? I mean, he's here apologizing because he forgets I'm on Eastern time. I'm not talking to Jeff. Jeff's been around for years. He's been a great friend of mine. He's helped me out. And 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 he's going through now some of the same stuff that I have been telling people was going to spread, right? He's in a situation now. Again, I mentioned this last night, right? He's having to go fund me so that he can buy insulin. You know? Had a flat tire. Cost him two and a half days of his life or a day and a half of his life because he had a flat tire. Right? Every little thing becomes a crisis. Every little thing becomes a big, you know, when, when, when you have a disease that causes your bones to break easily, stubbing your toe turns into a crisis, you know? And a lot of people are living in that world right now, and, and more and more of us as time goes by. You know, when I first started getting into the social media thing here, uh, you know, 12, 12 years ago-ish, uh, around the time that Facebook opened up to non-students, uh, when I first started getting into it, it was it was actually pretty easy to go out and say, hey, you know what, I'm doing this and uh, I need some money for some help. And people go, oh, okay, I got a little money. Now everybody's like, shit, dude, I'm broke, right? There's maybe a tenth of the people out there who have the functional income to be able to throw money at somebody like me so that I can do what I do in a, in a better way and in a fancier way, in a more effective way. Right? And yeah, Queen was another great example of that, by the way, right? Doing those seven-minute songs. And that was, you know, those are my heroes, man. Those are my heroes all day long. Bands like, you know, Here Comes Queen. We're going to do a seven-minute opera as a rock band. Well, that'll never go. Well, we're going to do it anyway. And then it turns out to be their biggest hit. 
and gets them over, and they're famous for it, right? Same thing with Metallica. Oh, man, nobody's ever going to get into that, oh, God, all those time changes and all that, blah, 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 and then they do Master Puppets. Ah, right? Justice? I mean, I'm sorry, you know, Jason Newstead is actually a, a, a fairly close, I'm, I'm one degree of separation away from Jason Newstead out of about 15 different directions, okay, um, and, and I feel bad for him uh, that, that the mix was so shitty on that album, but it was a great album. It was great music, and it put Metallica over, right? Because they stuck to their guns, they did what they believed in, they didn't, they didn't sell out, right? They sold out after they got a taste, between Justice and the Black Album, they obviously made a decision to go for the commercial thing. But up until Justice, they were like, no, fuck it, man. We're going to do what we like. We're going to make music that we feel. And eventually, if we feel it, people are, are going to come along. And they were right. You know? Never mind what happened afterwards. They were right. So, and that's why I'm still here, kids. Uh, that's why I keep doing what I'm doing. And uh, hoping that eventually it's uh, it gets out there. Uh, it's funny. I, I don't... Man, maybe I need to do this at a different time or an hour later at night or something like that. Because it seems like people always start coming in in my last ten minutes. <laughs> oh, well. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Let's take a look over here real quick. And we're going to double check these numbers again. Give me just one second here. We'll tell you what's going on. So we've got... Today is the 10th. Let's see what Google's got to say about the current situation. Uh, yeah, we've got uh, Idaho's nothing. Michigan, uh, Biden is up by about 13 points right now. Uh, Mississippi, they're already calling for Biden. Missouri, they're already calling for Biden. Uh, North Dakota and Washington, they don't have results back for yet. So, Looks like the only place that's even close is Michigan, uh, and it's frankly not that close. Um, at this point, they've got 21% reporting, 308,000 for Biden, 244,000 for Sanders. Uh, and, yeah. One guy's going to give you universal health care, and one guy is going to punch you in the mouth. One guy is going to explain to you what socialism is, and the other guy is going to tell you to shush. And you're going to vote for the guy that tells you to shush and punches you in the mouth. You know, I've thought about cutting my hair. Uh, the last time I had it short was 2005 uh, when I was in theater. We were going to do a production of Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, and I was going to be uh, Gooper Pyle, the older brother uh, in, in Cat. Uh, and I went ahead and cut it off then and donated it to Locks of Love. And that was the last time I cut my hair short. Um, and it was only, that was like the second or third, yeah, second and a half time that I've had it short at all since I was 14. When I had that done, my daughter cried. She didn't recognize me. She was 16 at the time. She'd never seen me with short hair. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is going anywhere other than of its own volition. You know, my forehead gets a higher and higher every year, but, uh, I don't know. I just look like an idiot with short hair. So some, some people can go either way. Um, I, I just look bad with short hair. Always have. So I'm, I, I imagine I'll leave it long and my, my long standing sort of internal prediction is that I'm going to end up with one of those George Carlin haircuts that just kind of, you know, slowly works its way back over the years until my forehead's right about here. And I got a little curly, uh, you know, semi-long haircut at the back and that's how that's going to work out so 
But yeah, uh, as of right now, it looks uh, fairly like uh, it looks like uh, probably Biden is going to run the table on this, and we are going to be faced with the oh so difficult choice between four years of. Uh, going to hell in a handbasket at light speed and four years of going to hell in a handbasket at the speed of sound. Um, the, the half million people that are living on the streets tonight will just have to wait. Uh, the, uh, the 80 million some odd people uh, or 70 million some odd people who uh, are uh, short of health care will just have to wait. Uh, the two and a half million children who report being homeless every year will just have to wait. Um, the, uh, the coronavirus will just have to wait. Education will just have to wait because we've got to be, uh, we've got to be in the middle of the road and we've got to uh, be civil and we've got to unite the party. I it's, I can't believe y'all are falling for this shit, man. I really can. I mean, I, d I don't really, I don't want to do a show where it's nothing but me screaming at my audience that they're stupid, you know, but holy shit, man. How do we keep falling for it? We keep falling for it. Oh my God, if you vote for Bernie, it'll be four more years of Trump. No, it won't. There's absolutely zero validity to that. None. None. It's a whisper campaign. There is no difference between that and Lee Atwater calling white voters in South Carolina during the 2000, uh, during the 2000 primaries and telling them that John McCain had a secret black daughter. It's just another whisper campaign appealing to your ego, and we keep falling for it. We keep falling for it, you know? And, I mean, I don't know what I have to do to to really get through and, and uh, you know, to get people paying attention here. I mean, it's, you know... I will uh, I will note that down, uh, Mr. Jeff. Motorheads get back in line. Well, motorheads certainly would fit, and uh, that sentiment certainly is where our brains are right now. Uh, there's no question about that. And that's that's the game, man. It's it's all about do what you're told. Shut up and do what you're told, or you will be crushed. And that's freedom, right? That's what passes for freedom in this country. You do what the fuck you're told, or we will take you out. Right. That's what happened to me. Right. Jeff was watching earlier today. I had a conversation on on my uh, my personal wall on Facebook about uh, that Matt Desmond jackass from Addicting Info and that whole history. Uh, I've got a, a, a friend there who's kind of new and hadn't heard that story. Um, it's exactly the same thing. Right. Because I dared criticize this guy 10 years ago. Now I'm blackballed from the whole of, you know, liberal Facebook Nobody wants to see anything I've got to do. Nobody shares anything because they're afraid his big pages will stop sharing them, right? Because I'll call out Occupy Democrats for being a bunch of pandering assholes. And I'll say that out loud. And now if somebody with a page that has a couple hundred thousand people on it pays my work, Occupy Democrats won't share their work. And I know that because I'm the admin of a page that has a couple hundred thousand people on it. And I've seen the messages from Occupy Democrats saying, well, we're not sharing your stuff as long as you share his. I've been told, right, Veruca Salt over at Everlasting Gopstoppers when we were still, uh, you know, at one time they were pretty supportive of me, or she was. The guy that she was with was scared to death of me because I think he was an abusive prick. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Uh, she was, she was, you know, pretty hot on me for a long time as far as, you know, putting my work over and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it's, well, you know, as long as you're sharing his stuff, we're not going to put you over on being liberal. And so they stopped. That's why I'm a big secret. 
you know. Oh, you don't have anything to be sorry for, Jeff. You didn't know. Um, and Carl didn't know either. And, and I think he's a pretty, he's, he's been a real decent guy since he's been around. He has good questions and, uh, you know, his input, uh, even when it's critical is, is well considered and thoughtful. It's not just, you know, uh, trying to grind me down or trying to accuse me of failing to engage in group think like that's a bad thing or something like that. Um, you know, it was a reasonable question for him. You just didn't know it because you didn't realize he hadn't been around to see it. Uh, see me tell those stories for so long. You know, and, and to this day, to this day, I got friends, though, they'll share that stuff all day long, right? I'll beg them to share my stuff, and they won't. Because to my friends, I'm just a guy, right? I'm just JH. You know, I'm not a commentator. I'm not an analyst, you know? So you're always stuck. It's, it's like being in a band a little bit. Like, you know, your friends come to see you all the time. You know, your mom will show up. Right, but trying to get somebody outside of that circle, you have to get all those people that are showing up now to to share and tell their other friends who don't know, and that's a much harder thing. That's what Metallica, going back to that analogy, that, that's what they did real well, right? When they started, you know, self-producing cassette tapes, and by the time I was first hearing them in like 1982, 83-ish, you know, I was getting like a sixth-generation cassette tape that had been copied and copied and copied across the country until it finally made its way to Southwest Michigan, um, and and that was how they got over, and that's. You know, as ridiculous as it is in this world of technology and broad reach and all that stuff, you know, uh, that's that's the only way that I'm going to get over too, because uh, that's the world we live in. So, um, and I'm running over anyway. Uh, Jeff, take it easy. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for your comments, man. Uh, thanks for uh, everybody else uh, who was here uh, and listening. I didn't see anybody else comment, uh, but but I have seen some viewers come and go. Uh, over the course of the show, I've got, got my little counter right here uh, that shows me those things. So, uh, But anyway, thank you all. I will uh, get this uh, cut into an MP3 and upload it to the podcast soon. I'm also getting more active on some other networks and uh, doing what I can to kind of break away as, as much as I can from Facebook. Uh, so you can find me on Tumblr, uh, just search for the John Henry show on Tumblr. Uh, the podcast is on Spotify. The podcast is on Apple. The podcast is on TuneIn. The podcast is on Stitcher. Uh, you can find it on all those places. Um, feel free to listen. Uh, if you, uh, if you haven't been able to catch the whole show and, uh, yeah, I guess I'm going to cut it off there. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a good night and uh, I will see you tomorrow at 8 PM Eastern time. Thanks. Hey there, everybody. It's John Henry from JohnHenry.us. Thank you for watching and stopping by my YouTube channel. Like the sign says, I am independent media, so uh, I don't have a big pack or an organization or a nonprofit that is behind me supporting this work. Uh, it is uh, all me and it is all you. So if you can help out, uh, you can see the information here at the bottom of the screen that links to my uh, various fundraising and crowdfunding sources, as well as the Facebook page and the Twitter and my website. Uh, share it around, spread it around, uh, and uh, thank you very much once again for watching. Have a great day.